Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. I'm joined by my friends Charles. Charles, are you there? I'm here, Timmy. And Brandy, are you here? Absolutely. All right. Today we're going to talk about the Texas Black Widow, Betty Lou Beats. Brandy, what are your thoughts on that? Love her name. Well, it is kind of catchy. It it really is. Rolls off the tongue. It does. Today, we're... Bob Seger wrote a song about her, didn't he? I, yes. Oh. Betty Lou was getting out tonight? Yep. Uh, I don't Betty know. Betty Lou got out a lot of nights, I believe. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, Betty Lou Beats uh, murdered her husband. So that's why she was called the Black Widow, Brandy. Thanks for the clarification. She uh, murdered guys that she slept with, Charles. What's your thoughts on that? Well, it depends on how good she was beforehand, really. Of course it does. <laughs> I, I mean, if it's, you know, it, I would hate to be murdered by someone who was a disappointing lover to me. No. And maybe she was, and and she could tell the disappointment, and she didn't want word to get around, so she just got rid of him. That's a good point, She Chuck. clearly had not read my book. It's not me. a good point. It's not a good point at all. It's a stupid, stupid point. I, I understand you're working on a sequel to your book, How to Make Love to a Woman, called How to Make Love to a Man, where you give tips to our female listeners out there. I'm trying, Timmy, because one one thing I noticed... It, one thing I've noticed, you know, I'm a man of vast experiences, Timmy. And too often, the effort in lovemaking can be a one-way street, Timmy. I've noticed that, Colonel. It's a one-way street. I'm going to drink some Clorox now. Thank you for so, the, all of this. Or I'm trying or to whatever. get women, because being a good wife, a good partner a good spouse involves much more than keeping a clean house or or making sandwiches kids making sandwiches you got to take care of the needs of your man and if you see women don't like these strip clubs and you know men going to sex workers at the and well the thing is it starts it's it's like a good education timmy it starts at home I hate it. It starts at so home. I see much. 
and if the women are not going to be, it's it's basically like playing a football game, Timmy, when your offensive line's just not going to block for the quarterback. Come on, ladies, you need to step up and protect the quarterback's blind side. You really, I mean, that's you a lot. That's, that's some good advice, Colonel. It really is. I'm Barry a, Sanders would have never got all those yards if the offensive line would have blocked for him. You know what? So I'm, I'm going to come up on your blind is, side tomorrow. You're not going to see me coming. Is, that's exactly just what's do a happen. little blocking now and again. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it just starts with him. And we've had this debate. I mean, when the husband gets home from his job, he's been, especially right now, if he's coming home from his job, he's essential. Yeah. He's essential. And he has stress, uh, Colonel. And yeah, he's, he has stress and needs to be relieved. And this, so treat this, him like essential. This I mean, he's not. Time. I mean, I mean, this is you make a Colonel time. You make you make a good point, Colonel, because the man is not staying home watching soap operas all day, eating bonbons. Yeah, uh, right. No, he's essential. He's out. I mean, the economy's hurting a little, a little bit, Timmy. But he's trying to push that needle forward on the economy, Timmy. Well, I have to. I I was able to read an advanced copy of your of your new book, Colonel, and I must say that that uh ep, that chapter on uh, how to uh, service your man orally. I mean, that was enlightening. Women should really, you know, that should be required reading. Right. It should be. I mean, nothing kills the mood. Like a cough to me, <laughs> or 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 teeth, really, or teeth, yeah. Nothing kills the yeah. mood like listening to you two drone on about this bullshit here. Oh, I should mention that we are an adult podcast and we use adult language. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we use language that might be not might not be suitable for every member of the your Amish. The Amish. <laughs> so the Amish. so if. Um, uh, adult language offends you, then we would suggest you find out find one of the other fine podcasts out there, like, or just go fuck yourself, Timmy. We don't <laughs> care what you do. Our friends so that already uh, Nina, Nina, and already gone, and uh, uh, Crime Lines with Charlie, and of course uh, Southern Fried True Crime with our good friend Erica. Uh, before we get started, I do want to give a shout out to three listeners I've had. Um, I've been. Uh, Chad, well, I received email from uh, Hattie, Malcolm, and Kimberly. Thank you guys for listening. And um, Kimberly gave us a great suggestion that we're probably going to use in the near future, maybe next week. So thank you all very, very much. Okay, let me introduce our panel. I am joined by the very lovely and talented, a woman who is known throughout the land as uh, Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if at all? Well, it's it's uh, all right. You know, homeschooling sucks. It's terrible. It's terrible. Homeschooling is just awful. I don't understand people that do it. I don't understand how they can do it. So I want to give a sh- huge shout-out to all of the teachers that we have you are undervalued and underappreciated, and I, you know what, we could pass a levy now. We could do all kinds of shit now. The teachers now have the upper hand, so, um, so we got that going, and you know, boredom has set in here at the uh, at the Queen's Castle, which is why you know I put on makeup and stuff yesterday to go to my parents' house and eat takeout Olive Garden. 
So that was fun. And, you know, just kind of waiting for the, waiting for, waiting for the murder hornets to come and, and take over. You know, I haven't been on the podcast for about a month. I don't think I've been on since, um, since the coronavirus has started. So, um, I missed you guys. You guys, uh, you've been, uh, we, we want to thank, of course, Erica and Charlie and Nina for, uh, join us the past few podcasts and they're very popular we get, we always get uh, our ratings always improve when they're on the show uh, it does especially nina especially let's thank her because nina makes the best mixtapes <sighs> timmy you know i edit these things uh-huh timmy. right and i take little clips of what nina has said and we're back to kernel time and then i cut them out uh-huh and then I put other put them with other clips. So, like right now, I, I have one that says, "Nina says yes." How's that I YouTube see. channel? And I just coming. do that. I mean, you have time. And to I do have that. it doing it faster and faster and faster. And then I insert it. I found a place where she said "Colonel," and it's "Yes, Colonel." Yes, Colonel. Yes, Colonel. Okay. So you have time to do that, but you don't on have iTunes. time to get our YouTube channel together. Sounds perfect. So Charles, you're we saying that, are you going to use her for <sighs> when you rele- when your book comes out in audio format? Are you is I'm going to get Nina read it to the ladies. I don't think because they, they listen to her, Timmy. They'll listen to t- Nina. She's not going to read that. Nina, of course, has uh, is uh, the producer of uh, Already Gone. Don't talk to strangers in her new podcast, which I keep thinking it's sleeping with Nina, but that's not it. Sleeping with Nina? No, I think it's dreaming with Nina. But I, you know, every time I try to, uh, every time that I'm trying to think of that title, I think sleeping with Nina is it. I think, why does she call it that? And then, of course, I go and check it out, and that's not it at all. So, uh, well, awesome. (laughs) And then, awesome. of course, we had we had Erica, uh, Southern Fry True Crime, mm-hmm. who is very popular in the South, and uh, Charlie uh, from Crime Line. So, thank you, ladies, very much for being with us the last three shows. So I could hide under my bed uh, and hide from the corona. Yes, we need to hide from murder hornets now. I would murder hornets. What are those? That's oh yeah, that's the new. Uh, that's a new um, bee, right? That's plague. invading the plague. Yeah, yeah, murder hornets. They swarm. I, this is like biblical times. Yeah, I know. They swarm and their sting uh, it has the same toxicity as some venomous snakes. I almost and rather take on. I rather take on zombies myself. And they swarm. And they can take out a, an entire beehive in just like an hour. And they... Well, as long as they're just taking out beehives. And they rip the thorax out of the bees and feed them to their young. And they're going to... Seems like, yeah. see, it seems like that might be a little gang activity between bees. Well, we what don't I'm know thinking about. is a mask is not going to protect us from murder hornets. Where did they come from? Did they come from South America? I don't know. Right now they're out in the Pacific Northwest, from what I hear. Oh, okay. They must come from Canada, Colonel. 
I don't know where they came from. But Great. that's okay. We need a wall, Timmy. We need to build a wall from Canada, I'm telling you. I think you're right. Build- All these people coming from Canada escaped the coronavirus outbreaks up there. Do you think that that will stop the murder hornets? Well, you know, I mean, here's the thing. With this coronavirus and people, you know, staying at home, uh, the wildlife is getting a little cocky. I mean, you got I deer oh, walking are, right down the middle of the street. You mm-hmm. got something's got. We need to put them back in their place, Colonel. Well, we that's you know they talk about opening up the economy, but it is really getting. It starts with the raccoons, of course, getting them back in their place. Because mm-hmm. raccoons can't get the coronavirus, Timmy. So they're not. You don't see raccoons walking around with masks. No, or now, gloves, or social distancing, or gloves. Now, now the bats have gotten wise to this. I got a bat colony by my house, and I seen them flying with little bitty, you know, because they got those hands, those little paws. They got the little tiny gloves and masks on. Um, makes it hard for them to get the mosquitoes. Now, is Rudy but, is Rudy and Bo wearing masks? Um. Rudy wears a headband, mm-hmm. so if that's, you know, it's kind of like a mask. Oh, and my God. No, Bo, Bo thinks it's a hoax, Timmy. <laughs> Bo thinks it's a hoax perpetuated perpetuated by the government to take away our freedoms, Timmy. Uh, I that's see. what Bo yeah, Well, thinks. Colonel, let me introduce you, because, you know, some of our listeners might not know who you are. Well, He's you a, know, we've had Colonel time. Well, well, well let me, I, I, I have to introduce him. It's it's part. It's required. It's by, required oh. by the FCC, Brandy. It's not, but go ahead. Yeah, it is. You, it says it's, you, there's a law that if well, you have a this? podcast. How about this? I'll do it. The droning that you've just heard on and on and on about his dogs and his book is the colonel. Colonel, a man, how are you today? A, a, man, a man who is known as an oasis in the desert of the spirit. I didn't like Brandy's introduction. I didn't. That was poor. Well, of course, Colonel. This these are troubled times. So people look. They are troubled times. They look for, <laughs> toward. They look toward you for guidance. And nobody. Does he's been that. Brandy. He's been called an oasis in the desert of despair by no one. A, a man who is uh, the, a moral beacon, uh, Brandy, and uh, reevaluate <laughs> your life. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles, best-selling author Charles Beauregard. <laughs> Hawk Walters the Third, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, Timmy, I'm well today. Timmy, holy shit, I'm well today. Yesterday, I I put on my mask. Had to go to Home Depot. It's it's or Lowe's. It's funny how they got things set up there because they got little steps. It's like the yellow brick road, but the blue brick, you know, blue mm. brick road where you have to. It says, wait here. They have all the customers in line six feet apart. You know, so they're trying to be, you know, is. is but I. I Here's my problem with replace- that, Colonel. What if you got someone who's seven foot tall? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? You know, I never. You know, I never thought about that geometry, Timmy. Thank you, Colonel. See, I, I try. Yeah, because when you look at a triangle, they, they're less than six feet. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's it's geometry, devil. It's stuff girls don't understand. Sure. It's math-related. Sure. Don't be, worry about yes. it. Yes. Okay. Well, did you take geometry in uh, college, Brandy? Uh, no, not in college. Did you... No, I took uh, it in high school. Did you, 
How did you do in economics, by the way? Just fine. Thank you very much. Got a C. C she got a I think C, she got a C plus, I think. But uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Really deserved oh, a C. But now, had you, li- had gl- you read the Colonel's second book, How, How to Make Love to a Man, you may have... Uh, you you would have got an A. Yeah. Here's the thing, yes. and this is going to be the last thing on this. I've never had a complaint. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Go yeah. ahead, Colonel. Ma- Before maybe she you re- like Betty Lou and killed them all. <laughs> um, Before she rudely interrupted you, Colonel. This is uh, Colonel time. Timmy, well, he, now here's one thing that the quarantine has done to us all, I think, is, uh, well, yesterday, so I get my ceiling fan, Timmy, mm-hmm. and I broke my personal best. I, I, it was a personal best for me because I hit my watch as I started. 22 minutes to install a ceiling fan, Timmy. That's pretty. 22 that minutes. is a, that is pretty quick, Brandy. <laughs> and here's the other thing. Here's what the quarantine has done to me, Timmy. As I was getting up there and unhooking the other light mm-hmm. and taking it down, and I thought probably the wise choice would be to go down to the circuit breaker and turn off the power to this. And then I thought, nah, fuck it. You, you, nah, you decided to like skip this. that safe that step of safety. I did. I was like, you know, electricity is no more dangerous than the coronavirus, so I'll just. Did you have your mask on when you were doing it? I did not. I was well, going. I was free balling the whole time, devil. Yeah, so, yeah. so I didn't I, have electricity off. I, I, and uh, how? How far did you, did it, I mean, how far did you fall from the shock? I mean, did you, did it knock you across the room or? No, all you really have to do, Timmy, is when you're doing that, just find your hot wire, put a wire cap on it, and elect, you know, wire nut on it, and you're, you're okay. That's what I tell people all the time. They're, they're so afraid of electricity. Oh, I mean, my people, God, who Electricity is a hoax, Timmy. Mm-hmm. It's hope. It's a hoax. Getting getting electrocuted by a one ten current, it's a hoax perpetuated by the government to try to take away your freedoms. Your thoughts on that, Randy? <laughs> this is just I got bullshit. a constitutional right to hook up a ceiling fan the way I see fit. I don't need somebody telling me you must do this, spending three pages on how this is an absolute. No, you know what? It's Damn not completely necessary because I didn't do it and the ceiling fan's up. So it's not a necessary step, Timmy. So Damn you've once again, you've once again uh, have proven that you don't need to follow rules to get to get things done. Exactly. It's an exactly. amazing. You do it story. the Colonel way, the Colonel method, Timmy. It's called <laughs> the Colonel method. That's amazing. also in my book. I thought the, the Colonel, Colonel method was that thing you did with, uh, you know, when you're like in intimate with a lady. I thought that Burf. was the Colonel. Oh well, my and, God! And Can we please talk see? It's about not Betty really Lou. in the book. Please, the books are much like uh, uh, Scientology, Timmy. Begging you, you know where Perfect. you get now the different get levels, <laughs> and it's gonna have to be. You're gonna have to get to like you know, Battlestar Galactica level uh-huh. before you really learn the Colonel method. Okay, can we talk because about Betty it's Lou? like. It's like Bruce Lee. You can hurt people. Please. You know, without you being you. properly trained. Yeah, Begging a little you. knowledge is a little da- is dangerous, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Begging you. Yeah, so I figure about the eighth book, 
we'll get into the Colonel okay. method. Okay. Great. Okay. Can we talk about Betty Lou? Yes, Please. let's do. Let's do. Uh, bleach blonde barmaid Betty Lou Beats. Try to say that ten times real fast, Brandy. I'm all right. Bleach blonde barmaid. I know. Brandy can't do it because she struggles with uh, pronunciations. Yeah, anyway, that, Betty, that. Betty Lou Beats seemed to be very unlucky in her choice of husbands, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Oh, people, and we got a we got a review said that they don't people don't the listeners don't like it when we say each other's name. So, no, they don't. Yeah. So, Brandy, out of five, yeah. out of five husbands, four disappeared without a trace, and the other husband number three left her after she planted a bullet in his back after a nasty fight. Some people are just really sensitive, <laughs> aren't they? They really are. They are. And that was kind of cowardly to shoot him in the back. Well, probably didn't. It wasn't. Who it probably, amongst us has not been there? Well, he was sleeping it. He was sleeping at the time, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. So what happens when you sleep. Go to sleep early, Brandon. Exactly. So that's what happens. You, you miss life if you sleep too much. When husband number five appeared to have drowned in a fishing accident... Poor Betty was distraught. As were his colleagues at the local fire department, especially when his body could not be found in a relatively small lake where the accident was assumed <laughs> to have occurred. You know, how, how the, now this woman must have held some appeal because she shot a third husband but got two more after that. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that was quarantine it, where, times, Timmy. You know, well, what? It was you before know, where the internet, people were just like, "Fuck it, I don't care." This uh, her case. I remember this when this happened. She was uh, she kind of became the cause of the celeb or whatever when um, they were going to put her execute her. Oh, spoiler alert! And <laughs> <laughs> uh, they claimed uh, she was claiming that she had been abused. So, trigger alert for. Anyone who's experienced any abuse, but she was the first. She was the Jody Arias yeah, model, yeah, of defense. But Betty Lou had at le- had at least had the wishing well. Wait a minute, I'm, I jumped ahead, didn't I? No, uh, no. Okay, so Betty Lou at least had the wishing well he had dug for her, her husband who who disappeared in the yard of her trailer in Royal Texas to remember him by. The insurance payout, which she claimed almost as soon as he disappeared, also helped her to come term to come to terms with her loss. Unfortunately for Betty Lou, suspicions were raised within the local police and investigation centering on the bottom of the uh, constructed well revealed uh, revealed her husband number five wrapped in a sleeping bag and with a bullet lodged in his brain. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Well, I mean, I, I got nothing right now. I when when husband number four <laughs> turned up in a matching bag underneath the patio, there you uh, go. Betty was in a bit of hot water, but but was Betty? It doesn't look good from a, from a legal perspective, Timmy. That just doesn't look good. No, but but was Betty? Lou, you can explain a, one body, but two. <laughs> mm. But Betty Lou 
but was Betty Lou a cold-blooded killer, Brandy, or was she a victim of physical and sexual abuse going back to her childhood? So there is this uh, element. This, I mean, it was a very, you know, this was a, like a main mainstream news story back in, I think it was when uh, George W. Bush was running for a second term, I believe. Uh, or maybe when, maybe when he was running for the first term, because this occurred in Texas, and there was a lot of pressure on him to, um, you know, pardon her. Uh, Betty Lou, let me tell you about her early life. Betty Lou Duvant, Duvant, sounds French, Colonel. Yeah, w- so French. Was born to Mark... Donavant, Donavant. Don Yvonne. Betty Lou Don Yvonne. Oh, my gosh. She was born to, um, you know, those French people do a lot with their mouths, Colonel. They do. They do. And you got the French kiss. Oh, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Be- Betty Lou Devant <laughs> was born to Margaret Louise Smithwick. That's a name. And James Garland Duvant. On uh, they were she was born in uh, Roxbury, North Carolina, on March Roxborough, Roxborough North it's, Carolina. It's next to Roxbury. Mm-hmm. On March, ever been to Roxborough, Colonel? I've been there. I've been there. He's well traveled, man, Brandy. I've actually been there, but that's okay. Oh, well, how was it? It's a nice little place. It's kind of run down. Well, she was born there on March the twelfth, nineteen thirty-seven. So that means her mother was uh, was pregnant during the holidays. Brandy, she was. She was really pregnant, wasn't she? She was like six months pregnant. So yes, you know, she Colonel, she she was waddling around in her uh, oh my God. big old big old uh, furry uh, shoes. What? You don't even know what you want to fucking say. <laughs> Her parents were poor tobacco farmers, Brandy, and both were alcoholic. Alcoholics. Well, as were a lot of people back in those days. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, there were a lot of alcoholics back in the 1930s. Hmm. Hmm. S- sounds pretty judgmental to me, Colonel. Yeah, it it's does. It's not judgmental. It it's a fucking fact. Look it up. I'm not going Go to look that look up. Look it up where? What kind of research? Have you done controlled studies? <laughs> if there's anything I've learned from Dr. Fauci, if you don't have a controlled study, it's not a fact. Ah, uh, okay. I did not do a controlled study. Well, then you're just spouting off theories. Right. Nonsense. Okay. Nonsense. Yes, well. Yeah. Yes. Unlike, Why don't you just tell people? Unlike what we just sat through for, for the last half hour of dipshit number one going on about his fucking dumbass book. But go ahead. Anyway, when Betty Lou was three years old, she came down with the measles, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Her parents did not. Do you know measles, Timmy? Mm-hmm. Is one of the most contagious viruses there are. You know, I had German measles when I was little. Fucking fucking Nazis. Well, I wonder what the difference is between German measles and regular measles. I don't know. Yeah, French does it measles. make you? Was she you, clearly got French did you measles. Have, yeah. Well, both of them will make you push a hand. One makes you put two hands in the air, and the other one makes you put one hand in the air. Yes. <laughs> well, think about that for a very minute. Very nice. It's kind of funny. Mm. <laughs> very nice. 
So funny. Anyway, Betty Lou's uh, parents. Are you still trying to work that one out, Timmy? No, I'm I, well, sure I got know, it. I was going to. Yeah, I was going to do say something very inappropriate and probably offend half of our listeners. So I That's won't do perfect, that. Perfect. So don't. So they were tobacco uh, farmers and alcoholics. So what happened yeah. when Betty Lou was three? Well, her parents did not. When she got the measles, her parents. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if it was the German measles or the French measles. I'm not sure. But anyway, her parents did not. I've never actually heard of the French measles, but you know, I'm, I'm go. I'm going to defer to the colonel because he is a very. Oh well-read. my God! So uh, anyway, if you get the Brazilian measles, it makes your pubes all fall out, Timmy. What kind of measles? The Brazilian. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder. Uh, you know. Hate you know Brazilian what? Measles. I, but I, you know, we should give a shout out to all the women, you know, to all the people who uh, do those Brazilian wax. Because when this uh, this thing is lifted, Colonel, when this uh, stay at home oh, order is lifted. Oh, man, they're going to have weed whackers in there, Timmy. Can you imagine? It's not going to be pretty, I mean, Brandy. No. No, there's going to be power saws or power tools and all kinds of flamethrowers. I mean, that's it's, when you charge double. Be- See, they need the hero pay. They really do. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you for your service. Anyway, uh, when uh, Betty Lou came down with the measles, unlike my parents, her parents did not seek medical attention, and it resulted in Betty Lou losing partial hearing, and it affected her speech. I. They were very. They were very busy. I wonder how measles can make you lose your hearing. Infection, I guess. Right. Yeah. I suppose. Uh, Betty Lou would later claim that when she was five years old, she was sexually assaulted by her father. The rape went unreported. Now, we will, I will say, as we'll discuss later on, and not to make, you know, it, it's a serious claim and not to make light of it, but she didn't, um, this didn't come to light, these uh, allegations of abuse didn't come to light until she was on death row, so... Um, Brandy, would you like yes. to continue with the story? Well, let's talk about Betty Lou's many, many marriages. Okay. All right. So, Betty Lou had a younger brother named Jimmy and a younger sister named Jackie. So, Did she marry him? No. This is a story about Jackie and Billy Lou. Betty Lou. <laughs> Sing it, Colonel. Sing it, Colonel. Two young, no. two young kids didn't know what to do. All right, so sit around house, get high, and watch the tube. Oh. <laughs> I wish that's what I was doing Jimmy, right now. Jimmy, go to his room and pull out the lube. Sing. Oh my God! Oh yeah, pull out so, scissors and cut off the pubes. What <laughs> the fuck is happening? I mean, they're going to have to be going through pubes. Well, you know those things you use the hedge trimmers, Timmy, uh, to, you know, to kind of... Oh, man. Could you imagine what it's going to look like? It's going to look like a regular barbershop. I mean, there may be, the there may be, you know, there's probably insects, rodents, all kind of shit hanging, living what? in there. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. Some of, there are probably women coming in, going to be coming in there with, like, dreadlock kind of things hanging down to the knees. Mm. Well, you know, that's the kind of society we're living in. I mean, is that we 
depend on people now to take care of our, our pubic needs. Yeah, Brandy. Back in the uh, back in the thirties, uh, people were self sufficient. They they cut their own. Uh, yeah. They shaved their own uh, pubic hairs. But now it's like we've all gone soft. We have. You just lean back in the chair with a sickle and take a good swing. And those pubes were taken care of. But now we got to go to a fancy shop. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I would challenge either one of you, either one, to go in and get a Brazilian. I would ch- I would challenge either one of you to do that. We are men men's men, Brandy. Mm. Uh-huh. We don't we, yes. we don't go we don't go to some fancy salon. No. We don't have to go to a fancy salon. I don't care if you do it in Chuck's garage. We just throw some. Let's we slap just, some wax on there and get to pulling. No, that that's that. I, that's I a don't wimpy. know why you. Well, use... we we do brandy. We throw a little alcohol in there, set it afire, exactly, and it's done. Exactly, two seconds, it's gone. Yeah, I would challenge Burst either of one flames. of you to get an arm waxed. Ah, uh, that would look weird. An arm. Yeah, huh? it's part of yeah, uh, our arm hair is part of our masculinity, Brandy. Uh huh. Okay. Don't, so don't anyway, be, don't be silly. Well, I mean, I can do it. I got the stuff. Let me know when you let me know when you're ready to sack up. Why do we'll you, what, Why do you have the stuff? That's the question. What do you mean? Yeah. Why, why do, do I, you have the stuff if you're wax? going to somebody to get them to do it? Why do I have wax? Yeah. Uh, because the, during the pandemic, I have to wax doing between my eyes. in your garage? Or my eyebrows grow together. Oh, you got that Brooke Shields thing going on. Boy, I do. It's a bad scene. My endless love. All right. <clears throat> so. She was on that beach with that guy, wasn't she? Oh, Remember my that God. movie where she was at the beach in the, on the island or something? Yeah. Yeah, they were lost on an island. Yeah. Amazing. So. Betty Lou and her brother Jimmy and Jackie. It took them way too long to fornicate, by the way. 
If I'm uh, lost on, I, I mean, that's the first somebody. thing you really do, isn't it, Colonel? When you're on a, uh, when you're abandoned on an island somewhere, to yeah, it's like, well, we better find some food. Well, how about we do it first? Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then, so you know, work what was the appetite. name? What was the name of that movie? I think it was Endless Love. No, it? I think that was a different one. I'm not familiar. I'm not an expert oh, on Bruce Shields. Didn't it movie? have something Lagoon in Blue it Lagoon. or something? Double? Blue Lagoon. Blue, Blue Lagoon. Lagoon. There yeah. you go. All right. So, with her mother dealing with her mental health issues and her alcoholism, and her father dealing with alcoholism, I just Betty want to Lou clarify this, Brandy, so we don't get sued. We're talking about Betty Lou what here, not the fuck? not Brooke, not Brooke Shields. We're talking about Betty Lou. Yes. Okay. Yes. Betty Lou. Brooke, we're not saying Brooke Shields' parents are God damn it. Brooke Shields, she did not, Brooke Shields did not kill any of her husband that we're aware of. Okay. That we're aware of. So Betty Lou became the primary caregiver to her siblings. And by the time Betty Lou was nine years old, her siblings were calling her mama. That is You sad. know what? Brooke Shields is pretty tall. She's like six foot tall. Too. Yeah. She's 5'10". Okay. In 1949, when Betty Lou was 12 years old, her mother had a complete mental breakdown and was institutionalized. Make a Betty good dominatrix Lou. at five ten, wouldn't she, Colonel? No, Betty Lou. Was what's what's that? From school to stay what's home that? and care full time for her brother and sister, Colonel. What's so, the what? What's the minimum height for a, an effective dominatrix? Would you say? Oh, you got to be five nine, and it's it's really it's it's got a lot to do with uh, with body mass index. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know. So here's the because thing, and I can't stress got, this I, enough. Wait a minute. I, wait a minute. Yeah. Y'all are fucking around, and I've got a little boy over here who's being very quiet now, uh, but mm-hmm. it won't last because soon he's going to get hungry, or at some point along right around like 4 o'clock, his medicine's going to wear off. So, you know, we could move this forward and not be not even halfway down the second page of this fucking script, if you two would get off Brooke Shields' tip and move the fuck forward, she's not a dominatrix. She didn't kill any of her husbands. She has full eyebrows. That's all. That's all. That's it. We're going to talk well, a little bit about this. I think people are glad to know that. Yeah, it's You're amazing. You're doing a lot of yapping for somebody who wants to get on with the script. Yeah, really. It, yes. it, Brandy, we get a lot of complaints that we get off topic, so please try to stay tuned. Yeah. Okay. Stay with script. So yeah. Betty Lou was removed from school at 12 years old to stay home and take care of her brother and sister. So, well, in 19- what do you think about that, Brandy? <laughs> I think that's sad. Actually, I think that's really sad. In 1952, to escape abuse from her father, 15-year-old Betty Lou married Robert Franklin Branson, age 41. Contestant number one. So he's 41. She's 15. They said it could Baby last. Jesus. Uh, this would be the first of six marriages for Betty Lou, and she would later claim that all of her marriages were abusive. Well, you know, here's the thing. What is the common thread in all of her marriages? I feel uh, like it's her. Older men, abuse, alcohol? I feel like she's the common thread. Well, yeah, but well, I mean, so, go through the story. You, you, there, she, she can be a sympathetic character, but uh, go through the story. We'll... we'll We'll lay it out for the people to judge, Brandy. And a year if later, you please in lay off. I wonder if Brooke Shields were Seems ever. Seems like you're victim shaming to me. Yeah, I wonder. If, I wonder if Brooke Shields were ever was ever abused, Colonel. To fuck. No, nah, she fucked somebody up. Yeah, 
She was married to that tennis player. You know, he didn't abuse her. He was only about five foot six. Yeah. She Andre probably Agassi. had no, Yeah, she, she was she married pro- to Andre yeah. Agassi. She yes, probably she, she probably spanked him and all kind of shit. Oh yeah. Okay. She pegged him. A year later in 1953, Betty Lou gave birth to the first of six children, a little girl she named Faye. Her relationship with her husband was rocky, and he left her for six he left her for 6 months after Faye was born. Overwhelmed, Betty Lou attempted suicide by taking an overdose, but she survived. She soon reconciled reconciled with her husband and gave birth to a second daughter named Connie. In 1954, the couple moved to Mesquite, Texas, where over the next several years, Betty Lou gave birth to four more children, Shirley, Phyllis, Robert, and Bobby. You know, I never get the name Phyllis as a baby, you know? Yeah, I know. It seems really old for a baby. Yeah, it's like like an older woman. And Bobby, the same thing? Did she just get run out of names? Robert and Bobby, yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they are the same name. That's funny. She was having babies quicker than she could think up names for them. Yeah. Phyllis. You're you're six. Yeah. Brooke Shields have any babies? Uh, Yes. Yes, she has kids. Despite relocating to Mesquite, Betty Lou and her husband, Robert, continued to fight. She would later claim that Robert was physically abusive. Now, was Finally, Robert they, physically abusive or Bobby? Because I'm confused. Uh, I don't know. That's what it says. Robert is her yeah. husband. Yeah. Robert So Sr. she would later claim that Robert Sr. was physically abusive. It would have been Finally, fucked up not, if, if it was <clears throat> Robert or Bobby the son. Or Bobby. How would you know? Yeah. What if it's all three? You don't know. So finally, in 1969, the couple divorced, and Betty Lou began to drink heavily. According to Betty Lou, she didn't like being single and began to drink to chase away the loneliness. Chase away the blues. That's right. Her ex-husband did little to support the children, and the money she received from welfare agencies was inadequate. By By late July 1970... Betty Lou married again to Billy York Lane. That's a nice name. He was a transient, uh, and he Hobo. too pu- proved to be abusive, and the two soon divorced. Well, this is a uh, this is let this be a warning to our ladies, who, uh, female listeners: don't marry hobos, Colonel. That don't marry, don't marry hobos. Transient. I mean, even Lanny's better than I, than a hobo. I mean, how oh. many how many times how many episodes have we done where the hobo is the bad guy? And <laughs> well, how many have we done where the hobo's the good guy? Uh, yeah, none. It's always a ho- right. A hobo is don't ladies don't marry hobos. And well, I and don't put yourself don't and this is advice for people. Let the devil be a cautionary tale about five years from now. Yeah. Not not right now because she's got a princely husband in Dave. But, he, but, but he's bound to leave her. And when she, well, sure, sure. And then she's going to be with Lanny, mm-hmm. who's all in all not a bad guy and selling his car parts with one hand down there at the Napa place. <laughs> no, but he's at Pet Boys. Working part-time. Pet Boys. Um, Pet Boys, Jesus yeah, I'm sorry. Christ. No, he only works so after, after. Sooner or later, <laughs> Lanny's going to get tired of her, and she's going to be down picking from the hobo pool. I see Lanny sitting at home in front of his on his easy chair in his in his uh, underwear, 
white socks. Tidy whities. Yeah, drink, <laughs> drinking beer, drinking Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Schlitz. Drinking well, Schlitz, Timmy. Schlitz, Schlitz. Yeah. absolutely. After the divorce, Betty Lou and Billy continued to fight. Uh, he broke her nose and threatened to kill her, so Betty Lou shot Billy Lane twice in the back of the head. Oh. But she didn't kill him. Uh, she was tried for attempted murder, but the charges were dropped after Billy admitted that he had, in fact, threatened her life. So, no harm, no foul there, because he deserved that. Well, I love this, though. The drama of the trial must have rekindled their relationship, because they remarried right after the trial in 1972, and that marriage lasted one month. Well, well really, nothing will give you a good boner phase. like uh, nothing will give you a good boner like a woman shooting you in the back of the head. Yeah, that's true. Betty Lou you, you married know, like... Ronnie C. Threlkold in 1978. And and hmm. the fine choices I mean continue because Ronnie was an unemployed carny. I See, have a lot I mean, of questions because... Wait a minute. Look, I have a lot of they... questions because <laughs> is carny actually an employment category? Because, I mean, it's not like being a doctor. Like, that if you're was a it. doctor, you're well, a doctor. I mean, that was Ronnie's chosen profession. Well, I mean, but I don't yeah, and feel maybe like... maybe it was one at a time. There's a lot maybe of... Maybe he was a furloughed carny. Right. Not just I mean, I feel like there's a lot carny. of transferable skills there that he could have used at... Well, sure. I mean, it takes. Or. I mean, you know, giving giving people, you know, handing out rings for ring toss. I mean, that's that's something you can. They really don't like you giving people baseballs and knocking down the milk jug. I mean, it's customer service skills. Yeah, I mean, you can transfer those. He doesn't need to be an unemployed carny. Well, I don't know if you can. It's not like being an unemployed. I I mean, I don't know if you can uh, operate a tilde world. I'm not sure if that's transferable, Brandy. Yeah, no. but it's not like being an unemployed middle management county worker. I mean, you know, that is a category. Yeah, we have no skills. <laughs> we have no skills at all. Uh, so the two of them fought like cats and dogs. And Betty Lou threatened to kill Ronnie on at least seven occasions. Seven. Once. Yeah. Uh, one time, because Ronnie insisted on sleeping in a Plymouth Rather than their marriage bed. Well, Plymouth is probably more... sleep in a car. Well, he doesn't have to worry about someone taking the covers in the Plymouth. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the marriage... That's uh, true. Surprisingly, the marriage did not seem to be working out any better than her past marriages. She allegedly attempted to run Ronnie over with her car. Oh, you like this Plymouth so much, motherfucker? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How you like it now? about sleeping under How you like the Plymouth now, (laughs) bitch? Uh, The marriage ended... I, I, I'm, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a feeling Betty Lou has anger pro, anger issues, Colonel. I think she's she, got quite a bit of issues. Betty Lou needed to meditate. She needed to quit drinking and med, meditate well, a little bit. Well, here we go. Here, here, this is my favorite part of the whole thing. The marriage ended in 1979. The same year, Betty Lou, now 42, did 30 days in the county jail for public lewdness. She was arrested. Lewd. Wait a minute. She was arrested at a topless bar where she worked. She was arrested for allowing men to put their tips in her nether naughty while she was on stage. Just the tip. Just, just the for tip. a minute. Yeah. Just the tip. Well, just the tip. I'm hoping they gave. I'm hoping it was you know paper money. I mean, 
Well, here's the thing. I'm wondering. <laughs> so, no, the tip of their penis, Timmy. That's yeah. Which one is it? Oh, no, no, no. She would, they, were, they were putting oh. like they were putting dollar bills up her vaginas. Oh my god, that just. So was it like makes... a vending machine? You shove a five in there and you could get <laughs> change back. I don't know about that, dude. If but, she could give change, that's a bigger sideshow. Then she needs to find a carnival. If you know, if you could just shove a, put a single in there, twist the nip real good, and have a coke shoot out of ass, <laughs> she'd be the perfect woman. Well, you know, you, you don't. You, there's no need to put a five up there because she's not going to know until she looks later and pulls it out. <laughs> That's true. Let's put a, so, I wonder how many. I mean, how many times she came home with like napkins? <laughs> where guys were just like. Uh, yeah. IOUs written on them. <laughs> that would suck, wouldn't it? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> At the end of 1979, Betty met and married another man, Doyle Wayne Barker. Boy, there's a name for you. Yes. Well, when she divorced... I, I, I bet he drank Schlitz. Well, her divorce from Barker is uncertain because Betty claimed that he left her without any notice. However, Fucking his bullet-riddled body would later be found at the bottom of a wishing well on Betty Lou's property. So Doyle, um, Doyle ends up at the bottom of the well, too. Yep. Not <laughs> yeah. quite a year had passed since Doyle Barker's disappearance when Betty Lou married again. This time, in August 1982, she married a retired Dallas fireman named Jimmy Don Beats. Well, she's As going soon- for the money there. She's marrying a retired fireman yes. because, you know, they're loaded. As soon as they married, the couple fought day and night. Again, Betty Lou threatened, publicly threatened, to kill Jimmy on numerous occasions. Jimmy Don survived the marriage for just under a year before Betty Lou shot and killed him. She buried hmm. his body in the wishing well on her property. Man, and I wouldn't want to get any, her, I wouldn't want to get any water out of that well. Well, and <laughs> no, to, I but to help her in this endeavor, Betty Lou turned to her oldest children for help. Imagine that. Uh, she reported Jimmy Don missing and claimed he'd drown in a nearby lake. The problem was that the lake was really small, so when the authorities dragged the lake in search of the body, they were unsuccessful. So your mother comes to you and says, hey, I killed another one. Help me out. Well, I mean, what do you do? What do, you, do? Yeah, you You got to be loyal to your mother, right, right Colonel? I'm a little bit that, concerned that children know how to drag a lake. <laughs> well, I don't think they know how to drag a lake, but and I also think that they're older at this point. But you know, it just reminds me of that what's that show that that um, John Quinones does? It's like what what I thought. Isn't it called What Would You Do or whatever it was where they plant those people and just to see how other people react? Do you all have any clue what I'm talking about? I don't. Yeah, I'm not dragging a lake for... Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I, I do. Because I kind of feel like it's that kind of setup. You know what I mean? I'm like, not dragging a lake for nobody. Well, no, I'm, I'm not, not dragging I'm a lake not for doing shit. It. But, you know, and I'm not even mm-hmm. sure I would hide a body for my mother. I feel like that's one of those things you do on your own. So you're or saying... A friend. You're yeah, saying if your you mom comes to you and say, Hey, Brandy, I had to shoot your dad. Got out, Things got out of hand. But I need for you to throw him in the well... You wouldn't do that for your own own mother? No, I got brothers. Now, I mean, I feel, but I feel like that's that's a thing that you call your best friend over for. Hmm. You don't call a sibling. You don't call, you know, you call your best friend. They will help you dispose of a body. 
they're loyal. Family, you really, eh, you, really you, you really are screwed when you do that. You need to you need to get married right away and have your next spouse do it because then they can't testify against you. That's true. That is true. And if All you're right. gonna throw somebody in a lake, you got to puncture or, all the organs or gas builds up in them. Oh yeah, yeah. Good to know. You got to puncture the lungs, kidney, spleen. If they got a gallbladder, pop that one too. Intestines, those are important. So the gas can all escape. Otherwise, people just come floating back up. (laughs) It's like a bad penny. Yeah. All right. Charles. Well, now Betty Lou, she was arrested on June 8, 1985, almost two years after Jimmy Don Beats was missing. Two years, she just sat there, Timmy, in limbo, wondering what was going to happen. For two years, Brandon. Two years, Brandy. A confidence source gave information to a confidence the Henderson County's So they knew exactly what the confident. fuck they were talking about. They were Con- so confident in this shit. They were I mean, they were confident. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those goddamn so, kids, I bet you. They, 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 they snitched. She got yep. snitched on. Well, that's family. And it indicated... That Jimmy Beats was possibly murdered. Well, you know, murdered. she's had five husbands and yeah, murdered. all of gone. So yeah, it is a it's not a stretch. Don't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out maybe somebody there's some foul play there. Now search warrant was issued for Betty Lou's home. And the bodies of Jimmy Beats and Dora Parker were found on the property buried at the bottom of the wishing well. So you know <laughs> Uh, you know, some people just toss pennies into a wishing well. She tosses bodies. But Betty Lou tossed bodies. I wonder you know, if her wish and, came and true. Betty, it, it, well, until they found them. Betty Lou, so far, maybe I'm going to read some more stuff, but it's it's that maxim that if everyone you meet is an asshole. Right. That's what I'm saying. What's the common thread know, here? Right. So... They find these bodies. Then they find a pistol in her home that matched the type of pistol used to shoot two bullets into Jimmy Beats and then three into Barker. And, you know, that always kind of confuses me. It says it matches the type of pistol. What what do you mean by type of pistol? The type that you pull a trigger and the bullet comes flying out the end? (laughs) I mean, this was 85, so I don't know what kind of, you know... I don't think they have yeah. the matching technology they the do now. The ballistics uh, capability. Yeah. So now they turn the screws to her children. Branson and Turning Stegna, the screws. They admitted to some involving in helping conceal the murders that their mother had committed. Stegna also testified in court that Beats told her of a plan to shoot and kill Barker and that she helped dispose of Barker's body. See, your kids will turn on you like she rats jumping shit. She had a plan. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, Robbie Branson, not to be confused with Robert Branson. Yeah, or Bobby. Testified or Bobby. That on, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Robbie, Bobby. Ricky Jesus and Mike. Christ. Doyle. Don't forget 6th, Doyle. And Doyle. He left his parents' home on the night that Beats told him... Boy, when your parents name you Doyle, they, they're going to ensure you don't get laid your whole entire life. <laughs> they are. 
It's like naming somebody, I don't know, Herman. <laughs> yeah. You know, or yeah. Adolf. <laughs> Name him an Adolf. Kind of turns the leg when you when somebody sees an Adolf on Tinder, they just yeah they slip yeah. they they swipe right yeah swipe right. So or anyway, left. I don't know what so it is. When left or right. This kid says, "Yeah, Mama told me about the plan to kill Jimmy Don, and uh, he returned a few hours later to help Mama get rid of the body into the wishing well." Now Betty Lou's reaction to a children's testimony Love this. was to point the finger at them as the true killers. Well. But investigators were not. Fucking kids. This. They're fucking kids. They're mm-hmm. fucking kids. Fucking kids. They did it. They did it. all of it. <laughs> How'd you, how would you like to been at that Thanksgiving night here? <laughs> Tension. So anyway, yeah, or the gift exchange. Brandy, uh, yeah. by the way, Leanne was hoping in this episode you would say but she loves him like you do. <laughs> Can you do that? She clearly does not love him. <laughs> she clearly does not. Huh. Why why does she like that? She likes that when you say that. Does she? But uh-huh. I love him. Yeah, there you go. See? I love him. Yeah. Okay, Colonel. I'm sorry she interrupted you, Colonel. Oh yeah. That's okay. Now the testimony given in court Points to money as the reason Betty Lou Beats murdered both men. Now, according to her daughter, Beats told her that she needed to get rid of Barker because he owned the trailer in Gun City, Gun Barrel, Texas. Mm. Gun now, Barrel he, City? I, I love that. I got killed over a trailer. Well, Texas. Well, what's, what, what? And they lived in it. <laughs> I mean, really, and it, what, what is the, I mean, why is she upset that he owns a trailer? <laughs> Is it, is it, because if they got divorced, he was going to get the trailer, and she was having uh, no part of it. She was going to be ass out. Uh, yeah, so he wanted the trailer because it's hard to replace a good trailer. That might have been a yeah. double wide with a deck on it, little yeah. patio, yeah. barbecue grill Propane, out front, gas out front. Yeah, hot tub. So now Jimmy Don, she did it for the insurance money and pension benefits that she yep. might have had. Yeah, that's that's a smart move. Now, she was never tried for the murder of Barker, but she was found guilty of capital murder. murder. Of Jimmy Don Beats and sentenced to death. While awaiting execution, her legal team filed appeals on behalf, on her behalf, claiming Betty Lou had been a victim of child sexual abuse as well as domestic violence. The appeals were in vain. After 10 years of appeals, Betty Lou Beats was executed by lethal injection on February 24, 2008 at 6.18 p.m. in the Huntsville, Texas prison. At the time of her death, she had five children, nine grandchildren, and six great-grandchildren. We're all so proud of her. And one more wishing well that nobody found. Where'd mm. all the guys were mm. hmm. So, Brandy. You know what tends mm. to, and, and, I, and I don't tend to claim to be an expert on this, but you know what will cause some of this domestic violence? Shooting your husband in the head. You, they don't that, like that. That tends to cause arguments, at least. See, it, it's like Bill Burr does this skit, you know, there's never a reason to hit a woman. Mm-hmm. I think somebody shooting you in the back of the head might warrant it, Timmy. Hmm. 
Well, I think I mean, you shoot her, somebody in the head and they don't die. That's an ass kicking you got using coming. her using her snatch as a coin purse. I think is something that <laughs> I that if I was a husband, I would be yeah, that would be sketchy for me. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I wonder if she, if she just goes in the back and takes a dollar out of her vagina and then puts it into the vending machine, you know? Yeah, but here's the other thing. I mean, you got to spin that somewhere. I mean, people get all bent when you've got like dollars in your bra and you yeah. pull it out, or people keep dollars in their socks. I don't well, want to touch that shit. What do you think? She just pulls it out of her vagina when she's in the no, but at mark? any point, <laughs> at any point, if that's in her vagina, well, we're I think assuming it's a these were dollars, Timmy. Do what? We're assuming they were dollars and not nickels and dimes and quarters. See, up in, up in Canada, they would be loonies, Colonel. Loonies. See, Ads. that would impress me. Put like six bucks worth of dimes in there and have you <laughs> keep dancing and don't drop any of them. But at any point, if there has been a dollar bill in her vagina and she takes it out to like, I don't know, buy a Snicker bar at the corner store, I'm going to be way leery of that dollar bill. Hmm. Like well, that is just sketchy. She, if she uses, especially, if she, when it's, especially when it smells like low tide. If she uses it I for... Think that, <laughs> I think that you don't... There's no... No. 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 Well, Brandy. I don't like it. Brandy. What? What? What's your final thoughts on Betty Lou Beats? I don't like her. Are you concerned at all that she was abused and molested? You know what? Here's the thing. I think that she, I think just because fighting, arguing does not constitute abuse necessarily. She may have been molested as a child, and for that, that's terrible. She had these alcoholic parents. She had to raise her, ki- her brother and sister. All of that's awful. But that happens um, probably more often than any of us think, where you have children that are too young to be given any responsibility, that are given responsibility for adult things. But I don't think that that gives her an excuse to marry and execute all of these men. I don't, you know, an argument's an argument. She shot the one guy in the back of the head. I, what? I mean, yeah, uh, he threatened to kill her, so she waited till he sh- turned around and she shot him. I yeah. mean, come on. He doesn't see it that way. Well, <laughs> I mean, the whole, it's just, I don't know. Some of it, I believe she was probably abused, but I also believe that she was just fucked up. She, I mean... And she probably was. I think she had an anger problem. And I think that as soon as she started not getting her way, she eliminated the barrier. Yeah, but I mean, how much, That's is, a, what I think. How much is the anger problem due to her, you know, due to her fact that she was molested? Sure. And, but again... I, I mean, I think I think there's those are mitigating circumstances. And probably she should spend the rest of her life in prison. I'm not sure about... The execution, but... The death penalty. Yeah. I, you know, the thing is, it's just bad things happen to people all the time. And there are people, you know, and most people get past them. Well, I mean... Well, the Colonel and I are on a podcast, and we don't always have cooperative uh, host, uh, co-host, Colonel, so... No, we don't. We, no, we don't. We can understand anger issues, of course. What's your final? Oh, no, th- we can. <laughs> What's your final thoughts on Betty Lou Beats? Uh, my my final thoughts is she was probably just insane in the sack, Timmy. She was crazy in bed. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, crazy women are good in bed, Brandy. 
They are, and you know you're taking your chances that you might catch a bullet. Oh yeah, they're going to catch. They're going to catch. They're going to catch you on fire when you're asleep. But exactly. man, oh man, you, it sometimes it's uh, worth the risk, there, Colonel. Oh, even as the flames are licking up around you, Timmy, you're thinking, yeah, that was worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was worth I it. I'd do Perfect. it again. <laughs> I'd do it again. Uh, we would like to thank all of our listeners who support us on Patreon. I'm not sure if the Colonel has the Patreon list this week, but we will see. I do not, but we'll get it if next you week. Fall under our Patreon sponsors. We thank you greatly. Yes, and we want everyone to stay safe and healthy during this epidemic. Wash your hands. We don't have don't we, don't, we don't have very many um, listeners anyway, so we do, no. we can't afford any of you to get ill. So try wash to stay. your hands, wash your ass, wear a mask. Think I of us. Know. If you're not thinking of yourself and your family, think of us and stay healthy. Is that a good advice, Brandy? It is very good advice, Timmy. That's good advice, Timmy. All right. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you all again next week on History Tweets. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>